Chapter Twenty Five of the Inevitable. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Reading done by Jules Harlock. The Inevitable by Louis Capurus, translated by Alexander Teixeira de Matos. The Inevitable chapter twenty five they did not alter their mode of life duco however after a scene with his mother no longer slept at baloney's but in a little room adjoining his studio and at first filled with trunks and lumber cornelia was sorry about the scene she had always had a liking for mrs van der Stahl and the girls but a certain pride arose in her and cornelie despised mrs van der Stahl because she was unable to understand either her or duco still she would have been pleased to prevent this coolness at her advice duco went to see his mother again but she remained cool and sent him away thereupon cornelie and duco went to naples they did not do this by way of an elopement they did it quite simply Cornelie told Urania and the prince that she was going to Naples for a little while and that Mr. van der Stahl would probably follow her. She did not know Naples and would appreciate it greatly if van der Stahl showed her over the town and the surrounding country. Cornelie kept on her rooms in Rome, and they spent a fortnight of sheer careless and immense happiness. Their love grew spacious and blossoming in the golden sunlight of Naples, on the blue gulfs of Amalfi, Sorrento, Capri, and Castellamare, simply, irresistibly, and restfully. They glided gradually along the purple thread of their lives. They walked hand in hand down their lines now fused into one path, heedless of the laws and ideas of men and their attitude was so lofty their actions so serene and so certain of their happiness that their relations did not degenerate into insolence although within themselves they despised the world but this happiness softened all that pride in their soaring souls as if their happiness were strewing blossoms all around it they lived in a dream first among the marbles in the museum then on the flower-strewn cliffs of amalfi on the beach of capri or on the terrace of the hotel at sorrento with the sea roaring at their feet and in a pearly haze yonder vaguely white as though drawn in white chalk castellamare and naples and the ghost of vesuvius with its hazy plume of smoke they held aloof from everybody from all the people and excursionists they had their meals at a small table and it was generally thought that they were newly married if others looked up their names in the visitors book they read two names and made whispered comments but the lovers did not hear did not see they lived their dream looking into each other's eyes or at the opal sky the pearly sea and the hazy white mountain vistas studded with towns like little specks of chalk 
when their money was almost exhausted they smiled and went back to rome and resumed their former lives she in her rooms and he now in his studio and they took their meals together but they pursued their dream among the ruins of the via appia around and near frascati beyond the ponte mole on the slopes of monte mario and in the gardens of the villas among the statues and paintings mingling their happiness with the roman atmosphere he interweaving his new-found love with his love for rome she growing to love rome because of him and because of that charm they were surrounded by a sort of aura through which they did not see ordinary life or meet ordinary people at last one afternoon urania found them both at home in cornelie's room the fire lighted she smiling and gazing into the fire he sitting at her feet and she with her arm around his neck and they were evidently thinking of so little besides their own love that neither of them heard her knock and both suddenly saw her standing before them like an unexpected reality their dream was over for that day urania laughed cornelia laughed and duco pushed an easy chair closer and urania blithe beautiful and brilliant told him that she was engaged where on earth had they been hiding she asked inquisitively she was engaged she had been to san stefano she had seen the old prince and everything was lovely and good and dear the old castle a dear old house the old man a dear old man she saw everything through the glitter of her future prince's title princess and duchess the wedding day was fixed immediately after easter in a little more than three months therefore it was to be celebrated at san carlo with all the splendor of a great wedding her father was coming over for it with her youngest brother she was obviously not looking forward to their arrival and she never finished talking she gave a thousand details about her bridal outfit with which the marchesa was helping her they were going to live at nice in a large flat she raved about nice that was the first-rate idea of Gilio's. And incidentally she remembered and told them that she had become a Catholic. That was a great nuisance. But the Monsignori saw to everything, and she allowed herself to be guided by them. And the Pope was to receive her in private audience, together with Gilio. The difficulty was what to wear at the audience. Black, of course, but velvet satin what did cornelia advise her she had such excellent taste and a black laced veil on her head with brilliants she was going to nice next day with the marchesa angelio to see their flat when she was gone after begging cornelia to come and admire her trousseau cornelia said with a smile she is happy after all happiness is something different for everybody a trousseau and a title would not make me happy these are small people he said who cross our lives now and again 
I prefer to get out of their way. And they did not say so, but they both thought, with their fingers interlaced, her eyes gazing into his, that they were also happy, but with a loftier, better and nobler happiness, and pride arose within them, and they beheld as in a vision the line of their life winding up a steep hill. But happiness snowed blossoms down upon it, and amid the snowing blossoms, holding high their proud heads, with smiles and eyes of love, they walked on in their dream remote from mankind and reality. End of chapter 25